Let's start the show by talking about my new sponsor, Paloma Verde Store. Head over to PalomaVerdeStore.com for all of your CBD needs. They've got the CBD gummies, topicals, the salve, sports cream, soft gels, the tinctures. They've even got pet products. I love this stuff. Having gone to a night shift recently and having trouble sleeping during the day, it helps mellow me out and put me right down whenever I need to get some sleep for the day so I'll be refreshed for my night shift. And Carlos and his wife Vanessa are awesome people, so I highly recommend go over and check out PalomaVerdeStore.com for all of your CBD needs. And when you get there, if you enter in the promo code FACTS, you get 25% off anything in the store. Plus, if you sign up for the email, you get an additional 10% off. So that's potentially 35% off on your first order. And all orders over $75 are free shipping. So go over to PalomaVerdeStore.com and check it out. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, episode 62, and today I got Elena back with me to talk about the Derek Chauvin trial and the results of all of that. So take it away. At this point, everybody kind of knows what the result of that was, and if Unless you just lived under a rock for the past year, you know what happened with George Floyd and everything leading up to this point. So kind of explain to us uh, from a you know, from a legal standpoint, what does the the verdict mean? Because he was he was found guilty of second degree murder, third degree murder, and what was the other one? Third degree manslaughter? Second degree manslaughter. Second, Yep. So, how does that work, and um, and, and kind of what what are your thoughts on on the the verdicts? So, I actually just I haven't really formed my own personal opinion on this because, like, I find myself going back and forth. But I actually went and looked at Minnesota's statutes because I wanted to see like how they interpreted his verdict. So I ended up writing them down. So for the second degree um, murder charge, that one actually kind of, no, no, that one was fine. No, that's the one I understood. So the way that that is phrased in their statute is that like the individual causes death of a human being without the intent to affect death of any person while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim. So that's the one with the 40 years max. And that one, like with the wording, I kind of agree with. He was in... This is, like, where I go back and forth because, like, it says no intent, but, like, in Michigan, most of the murder charges, like, need intent. So, like, it's confusing to me, the wording, because I wouldn't call it murder, but the statute calls it murder type thing. Um, the one that actually kind of bothers me the most is the third degree murder. It's also without intent. Um, but... The way I read it, I thought it made the most sense for it to be without intent to affect the death of any person cause any person causes death of another by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others without regard to human life 
is guilty of murder. But that's not how they interpreted that one. They used third degree murder for it to be without intent to affect the death of any person while attempting to commit a felony, which I found strange that they used it that way instead of the other. And then manslaughter, I completely agree with. It's the negligence where a person creates unreasonable risk and consciously takes chances of causing death, which with the little hold he was in, regardless of if he was on the actual neck or not, you're compressing the lungs. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the murder charges, and I think it's mostly just the wording. So I guess the kind of the issue I had with the second degree is it's hard to verify or prove that he was intending to do bodily harm. Uh, like he, I was surprised that they convicted him on that one just because you know, the way that they defend and protect police officers with it being a part of the training and what have you, I thought it would be tough to uh, prove that he was doing that with the intent to harm him or injure him in any way. Like, it was just, uh, I figured the way that the defense would, uh, like, lay it out is he was intending to restrain him to prevent him from harming himself or others. It wasn't a Derek Chauvin was intending to inflict bodily harm on George Floyd. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I agree with you, but I like, I rewatched the video just so it was fresh. And I think my perspective changed a little bit. Like I just really, it just really rubs me the wrong way. How, you know, they felt him go limp. Like, he was, like, struggling, and then he wasn't. And you know they felt that. I feel like they should have, like, checked on him instead of just standing, sitting there, like, oh, nothing's changed. Like, I don't know. It just really bothers me, just, like, the lack of human empathy happening there. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, uh, Watching the video when it initially happened, like, the longer he sits there kneeling on him the more you can tell like Chauvin just really does not give a single solitary fuck what's going on with this guy like I figured when when I said I didn't think that the second degree murder charge would stick it wasn't from a like in defense of Derek Chauvin like what he did was absolutely horrific and heinous and he, he absolutely deserves to be uh sentenced to the full extent I had assumed that the defense would uh, would build the case against it being intentional and make it more of a training and a restraint thing. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like he watching that video, it was absolutely heinous. Everything he did, like he he deserves whatever he gets and then some. But I I just didn't I didn't see how they could uh, make it stick. So. What are your opinions on the the way the entire proceeding went down with the because there was so much public pressure there was like the the jury was very public uh there was all the Maxine Waters stuff like what what did you think of the entire proceeding as it played out like the entire uh 
performance and just the whole jury theater that it that it went through. I like like we've talked about last time with their civil case, I feel like there's a lot of public pressure. I don't think that's why they made him guilty, but I think it was a factor in why. I mean, literally the entire country was set on fire over this case. So I'm, I did recently see that like a jury member was found to be at one of the protests or something like that. So like, in my opinion, like I can, that doesn't really surprise me because I feel like somebody who would have went to the protest would lie to be on the jury. That's not surprising to me. Stuff like that. Just, I didn't really watch the end. That's of the trial. The only part I really watched was the day they had the, um, oh, what's it called? The like, he's not the restraint specialist, but like the person who like is a specialist on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what he's called. But that's the only day I actually watched. And I mean, it was mostly like, would a reasonable officer do this? And would a reasonable officer do that? And yeah. And a lot of it was like, yeah, I thought he did was good or not good, but like allowed. And there's a lot of pushback from that. Yeah. So with that being said, and with him actually being convicted, uh, I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of in shock. I like, like I said, I, I totally agree with it. I thought he should definitely be convicted of as much as, as they possibly could. Uh, I was surprised that, that they did, that they went through with everything, but like, I thought for sure third degree, uh, third degree murder and the second degree manslaughter were slam dunks. I, I wasn't so sure about the second degree murder, but is this verdict going to make any substantial changes going forward with criminal justice reform, with the way, uh, officers handle these types of situations like what what do you think uh what do you think this means maybe short term and possibly even long term for making meaningful change where this is concerned realistically like (laughs) i think short term it's going to seem like they're making a difference and they're going to do things differently there's more talk of ending qualified immunity and stuff like that but Long-term, I think we're going to stay in this repetitive cycle. I Realistically, I would love to say that there's going to be substantial change. I think it's just, even since then, we've seen multiple cases where people have been shot by cops. That hasn't gone away. Like, nothing's changed really short-term either. There's just more, like, legislative talk of, like, how things are going to be changed, which not actually being changed, but it's being discussed. And I'm sadly not very hopeful for actual change happening now. I feel like if it was going to happen, we would be seeing it. I think it's just like kind of putting on a show like, oh yeah, it's going to change, but it's, it's not. 
Yeah, that there was the I don't know if you saw it or not. There was a video of a uh, a guy in Louisville, Kentucky, that seven Louisville Metro police officers uh, basically threw him on the ground and beat the shit out of him because he was standing there like he was not doing anything. He wasn't fighting them or anything. They they couldn't get the cuffs on him. Like it looked like their own incompetence. They were they were getting the handcuffs hung on his shirt when they were trying to put the cuffs on his wrist and they got mad at him and they threw him on the ground and started punching him in the face they, <laughs> because they couldn't put the cuffs on him he wasn't fighting he he was standing there running his mouth but he wasn't doing anything he like he was standing there with his hands behind his back fully cooperating with them and and they just throw him down and start beating the shit out of him like and that's I think that happened like right around the time of the Chauvin verdict coming down. Like, like, why does it take seven cops to throw a guy on the ground and beat the shit out of him just to get handcuffs on him when he's not even fighting? Like, I, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't think anything's actually going to change. It's yeah. Well, like this morning on the news, I was watching, I don't know if you heard about the 73-year-old lady with dementia that like didn't really know she stole something from a store, but she stole it and she's walking home and they call the cops. The cops stop her and she has dementia and she weighs like 80 pounds and they start like grabbing on her and pushing her to the ground. And all she's saying is, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And they ended up cuffing her and, like, throwing her in the car. Like, she looks really scary in the picture they took of her in the jail. But, I mean, she has dementia. I've had the crap beat out of me with people with dementia. But she was not being violent at all. She ended up with, like, all these bruises and stuff. And then there's a video of the cops later, like, indoors in the cop shop or whatever. And they're, like, laughing about it. Like, oh, did you hear that pop? Ha ha. And they like never got her medical attention or anything. So that one made me want to cry because that could be anyone's grandma. <laughs> and they're now they're beating up grandmas. Anytime video like that comes out, like every motherfucker in the video should be fired on the spot. And and this is something that I've talked about like several times is it's not enough to fire them it's not enough to like give them a slap on the wrist or a suspension or some shit like strip them of their pension make them actually be liable for stuff because the problem that we run into is anytime one of these police officers does get held responsible held responsible you know found guilty of something or uh they have to pay damages they don't actually pay it it's all taxpayer money that that funds that stuff so like it it doesn't there is no negative effect for any cop at any time ever no matter what they no matter what they do they're never going to actually have responsibility for it like they're always going to be protected somehow yep (laughs) i don't know like they need some sort of they need either more training, a different type of training. Like I used to work in mental health and like I've had the crap beat out of me by someone much bigger than me and I couldn't do anything. Someone pulled him off me, but like we couldn't fight him back. Like 
same kind of violence. We couldn't even cough him. Like we just had to like get him calm and medicate him. Like it's just, I don't know, just being on the end of like having someone being violent towards you and not being able to violently react. Like I'm not really sympathetic for the person that decides they need to violently react to a 73 year old woman or somebody who's mostly cooperating just because they're getting frustrated with them and they decide they can call it resisting because it's not going how they perfectly plan well that's like the you would before we did this you suggested that i should watch the uh the george floyd body cam footage again and like i had watched it when it initially came out but it it didn't really strike me as much then as it did uh re-watching it re-watching it today but they ran up on his car with guns drawn immediately over a fucking counterfeit $20 bill. I, like, that officer immediately ran up on this guy holding a gun, pointing it at him, and screaming and just cussing him out up one mm-hmm. side and down the other over a counterfeit $20 bill. Like, th- their default response to every situation is to go in with guns drawn, screaming, and acting like an asshole. Like, no wonder, escal- you know, every situation ends up getting escalated. They escalate it right off the bat before they even have a chance for it to be anything other than that. I mean, yeah, that, like, go, go, go. What bothered me the most about that is, like, he comes up with the gun. He's yelling at him, like fucking do this fucking do that and like he's like put your hands up he has his hands up and he's like put your hands on your steering wheel he does it he's like put them on your head and it's like okay where do you put your hands like you're shouting random orders at him he's trying to comply he's trying to talk to you he's just voicing to you that he's scared because you're pointing a gun at him like he's like please don't shoot me and I don't know it just started out bad and he was compliant through that and you can see he goes and he sits down and he's talking to the officer he's being fine and then they like drag him to the car and he like buckles down a little bit and like that's where the shit show started was there and like in the original call they said he was drunk maybe he was maybe that's why he buckled down to the ground I don't I don't know but the initial response over a counterfeit $20 bill is insane. And I'm very tired of people justifying that like, well, then don't break the law. Well, like, I don't care if somebody used a 20 counterfeit $20 bill. That's not a that's not a death row offense. I don't care if somebody did drugs. That's not a death row offense. So if it's not a death row offense, there's literally no reason for somebody to be killed at the traffic stop. Right. There's no reason for anybody to be killed at the traffic stop in general because you have the right to due process as an American. You are innocent until proven guilty. Nobody seems to remember that anymore. So I'm it's no matter what, if you're killed at a traffic stop, unless you're like actively trying to kill somebody else, I'm not going to defend the action of that. I don't understand the purpose of traffic stops at all anyway. If the whole the entire process could be completely automated and completely eliminate any officer to civilian interaction whatsoever. Like they can set up outposts and monitor and I mean 
they do it in big cities anyway. They have the like the speed traps with the uh, the traffic cams and stuff that you get an automated ticket for running a red light or for speeding in certain areas or whatever. Like everything involving the police in those situations could be reduced to a completely automated system that doesn't require them to have person to person interaction. And if if you can reduce the number of interactions that they have with people by default you reduce the number of times that we have these sorts of situations like and what's somewhat of a rhetorical question but at the same time maybe you do know like what is the standard operating procedure for a police officer when they're approaching somebody's you know vehicle or you know in the george floyd case like when they're approaching somebody in that situation is it to automatically assume that i gotta run up on this guy screaming and cussing him out with a gun drawn like for a fucking counterfeit 20 dollar bill like what what is the training that they're going through that makes them think that this is the default response every time you have one of these situations because it seems like that is the default response like all of the videos you see pretty much start the exact same way with the police officers as the aggressors in the situation it's definitely how I see it too. It always looks like the police officers are being the aggressors and maybe there's something we don't see, but I mean, you would think that it would be like priority for them to keep things de-escalated. Like that should be their job because I actually have a police manual for Michigan. I, could, I don't have it on me, but I could tell you what procedure is because I ended up getting that for my criminal law class. I could tell you what Michigan's procedure is supposed to be, but also what you said about the automated thing is I can tell you that when you get pulled over for some stupid traffic violation, most of the time I feel like they're looking to get you for something else because I have been pulled over so many times. I have a clean record. I am, I've never really done anything criminal in my life. And they run me when I had my old Jeep, they would run me for warrants every single time. Like you're not going to find anything. I've been asked to get out of my vehicle and go sit in the cop car while they ran me for warrants before. Like they're just looking for stuff. Like I've been told a headlights out when my headlight hasn't been out just to pull me over. Like, I don't know that's where the quotas come into me. Like they have to do tickets or something like that because I don't understand why I'm being pulled over. You don't really know why you're pulling me over either. You just see a crappy car and you want to see if I'm a criminal or if I have drugs on me. And that's really all it comes down to. And that's. Yeah. yeah I think uh, reducing the number of. Reducing the number of bullshit excuses that they have to pull people over and to create basically imaginary interactions anything that can be done to reduce that is only going to be a net sum game for everybody like it makes the job of the police a lot more easy it makes their lives a lot less stressful and for the offenders <laughs> then we don't have to deal with sitting through a traffic stop wondering how am i going to get harassed today because I, I've, I've never been, okay, I take it back. I, I did once got pulled out of my, out of my truck and uh, asked to search the vehicle, which was insane in, in and of itself. Like the excuse that the guy had, 
<laughs> but but like like you said they're using these as excuses to try to find other stuff and to try to basically generate revenue at our expense for breaking menial uh you know nonsensical laws or regulations or whatever like the whole thing is a it's a rigged fucking game and it's rigged against us and i I don't see how people can can look at the system as it is and be like yeah this is a good thing we we definitely need more of these police to be out here keeping us safe like keeping us safe from what that guy who's driving down the street with a expired tag i don't need to be kept safe from him like right he needs to be kept safe from the police officers who are going to drag him out of his car and shoot him because he didn't pay the $80 registration or, you know, registration this year to get a new sticker. Like mean, that's the dumbest shit ever. It is. <laughs> it is. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't see how you get pulled out of your car and made to sit so they can run you for warrants. Like, uh, I'm I'm a little rough around the edges looking like I can and and I'm also fairly abrasive uh just naturally. So like I I can see I can see them wanting to uh harass me a little bit. I probably deserve it, but like, like what what do they what do they see whenever they pull you over they're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to we're definitely going to shake this chick down." Well, that time I wasn't even driving. I was at a gas station and he pulled up behind me and ran my plates and asked me to sit in his car. I was like, I'm just getting gas. (laughs) Don't know what that that was about. I don't know if I looked like someone they were looking for or what, but. The time I got asked to get out so so that the guy could search the truck, um, he pulled me over for speeding. And I, he said, you you know why I pulled you over? I was like, no, sir, I have no idea. And uh, so when you were doing 63 and a 50, I was like, the the speed limit sign literally right there says it's a 60. And then he got all pissed off. And he's like, well, have you been drinking? I was like, no, I haven't been drinking. Like, you got any drugs or narcotics? I was like, no. He's like, do I need to search the vehicle? I was like, have the fuck at it. Like, do you want me to get out? Do you want to search my vehicle? Like, if this is the way this is going to go, let's do this. Like, I, I don't give a shit at this point. Like, it it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I was driving home from school or something. Like, I, I wasn't swerving. I wasn't speeding. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, any other thoughts on, oh, last Last point on the the Chauvin verdict that I wanted to ask your opinion on. Uh, when I talked to uh, the unicorn daddy the other day, we <laughs> we talked about it briefly. I love that dude; he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we talked we talked about it very briefly. Um, do you think these charges stick long term? Like for Derek? Yes. Or like, are they going to appeal? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Oh, I think they're going to appeal. How, how long How long do you think it takes for that process to play out? I, like, I, ha- I have some thoughts on it, and, and he had some thoughts on it. And so, I, you know, I can kind of, I'll give you our thoughts, but I want to hear what your, what your take on that whole scenario is. Like, how, how long does this actually hold up? 
maybe a year. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I definitely think he's going to appeal. They're probably going to do that soon. Like that would make sense legally. Um, but are you asking me like how long until they like tell people? <laughs> that's because... more that's more what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a while. I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon. Are you like hinting at like oh, I... man? I wanna know what you're thinking. All right, so my theory is that they'll give it three to five years before they actually, uh, like, I think they will, I think you're probably right. I think within within a year, year and a half, they'll appeal. Um, I think they'll give it three to five years before they let the appeals process completely play itself all the way out. And then I think he'll probably be uh, I think it'll probably be acquitted of of the second and third degree they might I think they might let the manslaughter stick and uh, and and the unicorn daddy he he thought it would go for about 10 years which I could see that like the the that they would keep Chauvin in jail for 10 years that way when the appeals process has completed, they can drop the second and third degree murder charges and and let him out on time served. And by that point, everybody will have forgotten about this entirely. And so then it can just like fly under the radar uh, without a, a mass incident being, uh, you know, coming from it. So like, I don't think, I don't think the guilty verdict on all three counts is going to stick long-term. Like I, but I do think that they will stretch it out and make sure that they prolong a finalization of the appeals to a point that nobody cares anymore. I agree with that. I feel like, I don't know what the low end is for like his minimum sentencing for the manslaughter would be, but I could almost see that too, because 10 years would be the maximum it's either 10 years or a $20,000 fine or both. Look that up. But I definitely, he's not going, to, I don't think he's going to serve anywhere near the time for the murder charges at all. At all, at all. So, yeah, I would say, I think 10 years is a lot, but it would definitely give people time to forget about it. So. The 10 years was, was his, his theory, yeah. I don't think it goes past five. Like, I, I think. Three, I was thinking three to five. Once you started talking about what you're talking about, I see, I see three years in prison. That's my guess. Well, that means in three years from now, we get to uh, revisit this and see what's going on. If he's still in jail <laughs> or not. Yep. <laughs> Gosh. Well. Got anything else you wanted to talk about? How's things going with the blog? I have not been active at all. I do not have time. <laughs> well, now that you're winding down with school stuff, maybe you can get back to writing. I do. I do enjoy your blog posts whenever you uh, whenever you write. Yeah, I haven't written one in like a month. Time to get back on it. Got plenty yeah. of stuff going on. 
<laughs> that's true it's true well definitely do that thank you for joining me thank you for the the insight um anything else you want to talk about right quick before we go not that i think of awesome well hope you have a good rest of your week and i hope everybody listening also has a good rest of their week and we will catch you next time <laughs>